welcome to this week's uh, episode of the DW Podcast. I'm really excited about this one, to be honest, uh, mainly because two of these people are the inspiration, I would maybe say, for uh, where I eat most of my food. Uh, Chris, who we've got here, uh, runs his own social media pages called Chris Eats Glasgow. Uh, and any time that I'm going into Glasgow for something to eat, uh, myself and my girlfriend will always look on Chris's page and find out where he's been eating, what he's been eating and, and what looks good. And, uh, and if there's anything that doesn't look so good in this page, we'll avoid that. But most of the stuff does look good. It's always good to hear that people are actually looking at it. I'm <laughs> just wasting my time. Totally. No. Uh, and Jess that we've got here. Uh, just Jess Food. There we go. On Instagram. <laughs> uh, and Jess is, she puts lots of recipes online. I'm sure we'll find out a bit more about that. But my girlfriend's always making them in the house and <laughs> trying to replicate them, to be honest. So I don't know if hers are better or yours are better. But we need, well, to, so we need to find out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this week's podcast, we've got them both on. I'm just going to get them to introduce themselves and tell us a wee bit about themselves. So, Jess, I'll put you up first. So, my name's Jess, Ted, and oh, someone's trying to get in the shop. <laughs> Sorry, <What>? close. Closed. <laughs> <laughs> what I should have said, so for those that are listening to this on Spotify or iTunes or SoundCloud and aren't actually watching it, we are filming today uh, in a restaurant in Glasgow called Scran. It's a brilliant cafe. It is brilliant. It's fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Which is on Alexandra Parade uh, in the east end of Glasgow. So if you've not been in, pop in. Uh, They do amazing breakfasts and brunches and it's a great way to cure a hangover. And coffee without milk. (laughs) That's pretty much where I spend most weekends. He does. So if you don't like it, blame Chris. (laughs) No, I have to say it's fantastic. I've only been in once uh, once and it's been been brilliant. So check it out uh, if you're in Glasgow and looking for somewhere to eat. But yeah, Jess, tell us a bit about yourself and... Yeah, so my name is Jess Teds, and I have the Instagram page, Just Jess Food. I am, I think I'm 28, I'm not sure, I lose count. Um, and I'm originally from Leicester, and I moved to Glasgow. I live in Hamilton about two and a half years ago now. Um, I moved here with my partner, Richard, and I work in the fashion industry full-time, and I have done for over 10 years, but there was a position for me to move here um, to work at Quiz Clothing Head Office, and... I work in the international wholesale department, so I do that. And then obviously, as you know, my hobby on the side is cooking and eating everything. So yeah, I obviously have my page and I started that whilst I was here and it just grew so big in just a very short space of time. Um, so yeah, I'm loving every second. Brilliant. Chris, what about yourself? Are you, what do you do in your spare time? What's, uh, so what's um, Chris Lindsay, well, my spare time is spent pretty much eating and drinking my way through Glasgow. Um, so I won't bore you with the details of my day job because it's not interesting at all. Sure. I suppose age-wise, I'm the wrong side of thirty these days. <laughs> They're looking um, good for it. They're looking all right. Well, you know, trying <laughs> that moisturising routine knocked down. But um, I know, as I say, I started my page as just kind of a way to experience more of Glasgow because I felt I was just going to the same places all the time, um, oh. and this was a way to kind of force me, I suppose, to try the places that I had a list that I wanted to get to. So. I spend most of my spare time eating or drinking or just in general trying to just find out things in Glasgow that maybe people don't know about and make them aware of it. What uh, what made you start up your pages? What were you thinking? Because I think if I, it was in my head and almost even when I started this podcast just a few weeks ago, I was thinking, <laughs> what if nobody follows it or what if nobody listens to it? Like, is it going to be all right? Are people going yeah. to tune in? Oh, yeah, that I definitely thought about that. So basically how it started was it was when Insta Story became a thing and I was making a Thai green curry 
and I insta-storied Richard and myself making this curry and we were doing it in silly voices. It was the most ridiculous thing ever and we just did it step by step, just completely taking the mic. And then I woke up in the morning and I had so many re replies like, oh my God, that was amazing. I didn't know how to make a Thai bean curry and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that was to me, I was literally banging everything in a pan. So a lot of people, so I started doing it every night, literally for like two, three weeks. And then my friends basically said to me, why don't you start your own page? And I said, what the hell would I call it? And then one of my friends said, just Jess. And I'm like, what, what do you mean just Jess? Like Jess or just Jess? And then, so that that's became a, a thing and I just did it. And I remember in the morning I woke up, I started my page and I just put a couple of things on it. And originally, Chris, I was a bit like yourself. I was going to post restaurant reviews and I started posting me and Richard did a um, trip around America that summer so I started posting a few places I'd been eating there and eaten there and a few of my recipes and then I woke up in the morning and I went to the gym and I came I finished my gym class and I had 100 followers and I was like oh my god I've got 100 followers what the hell like I can't believe 100 people want to follow me and then it just grew from there really and then it got a little bit more exciting when Instagram allowed you to do the swipe. So it, I just came across it. I just did start taking pictures of the step-by-step -step and I thought, oh, I'll just play around here and did it. And it just seemed that obviously people like things visually and like things really simple. Then I started writing the text on it. So it wasn't like a big thought out plan. I just did it gradually. And then obviously everyone's like, I really love your page because you do it step-by-step. -step. Sure. So it's just kind of become the thing and I just keep it very the same. and. I try not to do too many recipes because obviously I'm only human. I don't cook like that every night. I really don't. Sure. So I just try and post once a week now. I think it kind of keeps people wanting more and gives them time to try other things on the page as well. And it takes time, but as well, doesn't it? Because so I, much time. A few times I was doing recipes online mm -hmm. and I was doing like you were doing the stories with mm -hmm. the step-by-step. -step. But like, you take the pictures, you're making the videos, then you're still trying to keep an eye on the food and make sure you don't ruin yeah. your own dinner. And then you've got to then go and then... Make it present it well. Yeah, and then try and like <laughs> put it all up in a story where it sort of follows a path. And it's it takes like an evening to do it. It really does. That's why I stopped doing it, because I'm doing that on top of all the other stuff that I was doing. Sure. It was just like, it really I was does losing a whole night. And so before you were putting recipes up as well, Chris, or you just I just it like, like um, when I first started, I did a lot of home-cooked meals and stuff on it as well, just because... I'm slightly different for you because you're doing recipes and people mm -hmm. kind of wait for the recipes. Whereas with me, it's kind of, I post every day because yeah. people want content all the time. Where's good to go? What, which day? Like, what do you recommend? And sometimes if you go to a place and you have two or three different things, you've got a few different posts for it. Yeah. Um, but when I started out, I was conscious that you have to post it every day to kind of be relevant and for people to not just get bored of your page. So I posted a lot of home-cooked things at the start. Mm -hmm. I don't so much now because sometimes I've got too much stuff to post. I've got a backlog of like, oh God, I need to remember and post that place I was in last week. So totally. I don't really need to do it now, but I did a lot at the start and it was a, it was a lot of hard work because you're, you're trying to do it on the stories and stuff, but you're also still, like you're videoing it, but then you've got, you put the phone down, you're like, you've got to stir it and make sure it's no sure. problem. And, and, <laughs> All and the food's stuff. always cold when I'm about to eat it because obviously I take so long, not so much now, but I try and present it well on that flipping wooden chopping board on <laughs> top of my cooker. And it's like, okay, it's cold now. It's not like that exciting, <laughs> but it does take a lot of my time. Like last night, for example, I thought it's a Monday. I always try and post on a Monday and sometimes on a Thursday so people can do 
what I try and do is like a meatless meal on a Monday, is what I used to do. And then a Thursday, sort of like a fake away so they could prepare it for the Friday. And yeah, last night, for example, I already had all the content. It's something I made months ago, but it still took me a good two hours because I'm writing on each picture. I'm making sure the text is fine, any areas. Like if I'm claiming something's vegan, I have to ensure it is because you do get people messaging like, once it's up, you can't delete it. So we can't change the text on the of thing course. unless you delete the full pit yeah. thing. So I have to be really careful now that I've got a, a bigger following because there is people that do want to say some things and good and bad things, but yeah, you've got to be careful. Well, it's almost like a, <laughs> a part-time job on top of a full-time job to a certain yeah, degree if you're spending two hours in the evening, yeah, certainly. Uh, it really is, like you spend a lot of time, like, I mean, you, you go to the place and you're taking pictures, like, like you are saying about eating cold food, I can tell you the last time I ate a warm meal in a restaurant, <laughs> everything's looked warm when I eat it because I spend like five minutes like taking pictures of it from 90 different yeah, angles to lighting. make sure I get the good, yeah, people like my girlfriend holding her phone over it sometimes with a light if it's a really dark place to try and get it bright enough and then you go home, you're editing pictures, you're writing up like little blurbs and stuff, you're posting stories so you're maybe, you're not using these pictures in a post, but you're still editing them because you're going to put them in your story and you, if you really like the place, you want the pictures to look good, so you, you take time over it. So, like, I spend a, a lot of time doing it, like, even, like, lunch breaks on work and stuff, like, editing pictures or on my break and stuff. It's, yeah. it is quite time-consuming. Have you ever thought when you're in a restaurant, oh, no, everybody's looking at me here, I've got my girlfriend with a light over the top of me and I'm trying to get the best photos? <laughs> I, used, and... I used to be really bad for it. Like, I wouldn't, like, even, like, want to stand up and, like, try and get like a picture of everything that was on the table. <laughs> and then like my girlfriend would just be like, just stand, like nobody cares. Like, yeah, just do it. They're eating their meal, like they might think you look like a bit of an idiot, but in fairness, you don't know them. You're never going to see yeah. them. And so, you are doing it for a purpose, not like you're just doing it yeah, just to be an idiot. It did take me a while to go over that kind of, I used to kind of sit with my phone really low, like <laughs> quick picture and then like in the pocket, like, right, that's fine, we can eat now. And now I'm like, trying to get it to like 90 different angles and stuff so but you've got that support network there Can't i know it was my yeah. girlfriend she'd be like put your phone away what are you playing at that's embarrassing uh she um she's come to terms with it now she used to be like because i what i do now is i always like, take pictures of her food first right Cause we, we generally order stuff and both kind of share and have half and half so i'll take pictures of her dish first so that she can then actually eat it while it's warm and then I'll go around <laughs> on it. Yours is cold, eh? So she's not, she doesn't complain now that she gets to eat warm food, so that's <laughs> <laughs> at least something. Positive. You touched on it, Jess. He says that you put up meat-free meals. Are you a vegetarian or vegan? Or? Yes, yeah, so, well, I'm not now. So basically, a year... What a happy cat. <laughs> so when you're not now, is that not no, a commitment when you're, you're in it for good? So not um, this Christmas, Christmas before, I watched a few scaremongering Netflix documentaries and, I've heard of it then. Yeah. And then I also, to be honest with you, I haven't always been a massive red meat eater or like lamb shank or pork belly. That sort of thing just does not interest me at all. Um, but don't get me wrong, I have eaten it, but I would never choose it on a menu. I'm probably more fish. And then I think what happened was I was prepping the Christmas turkey I made, an amazing Christmas dinner. And it was one of the first ones I did when I was up here for Richard's family. And I was prepping the turkey and honestly, it just made me feel sick. I was like, this is disgusting. It, the smell, I just couldn't handle it. So then when, by the time I'd already cooked it and it, I put it on for Christmas dinner, I just couldn't touch it. And then I thought, right, it's New Year's resolution. I'm just gonna try this. So I stopped eating all meat, but I continued to eat fish. So a pescatarian. I did it for a good nine months 
felt, I felt okay. I can't, I'll be honest, I didn't feel any different. I can't tell you anything that I felt different, apart from maybe my skin got a little bit better. Um, but I did feel good and I enjoyed it. I was trying different things on menus. I was exploring different foods and I felt like vegan food was actually really easy. Um, and so then I started posting them and I got a little bit more of a following from people that were vegan and vegetarian. But then the backlash was I wasn't posting enough chicken. And now what I've done, I haven't to this day still eaten chicken. Okay. Maybe I have a couple of times, probably by accident, I don't know, but I don't consciously eat Accidental it. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, you know what I mean? I can't put my finger on it, but I don't think I have eaten chicken since. So. And just to clarify, you're not putting up meat-free dishes with chicken in them. That does not happen. No, 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 no. But what I do is I do make meals with chicken now for Richard and then also for the followers. So I'll just, or I'll always write in my caption, meat alternatives. But yeah, it's just something that I, nine months in, I started craving mince meat of all things. So corn just wasn't doing it for me. I liked it, but I just, I don't know. I just started craving it again. And then I gradually started eating it. Then I created the amazing sausage pasta that everyone loves. And then I was obsessed with that, which obviously is sausage meat. And yeah, so I started eating it again, but I still haven't eaten chicken. Yeah, so that's, I'm not. I'm, more pescatarian. I'd say I'm 80% pescatarian. And then I always have maybe two to three vegan meals a week, which to me don't don't feel like being vegan. I actually thoroughly enjoy them. I think that's one of the biggest criticisms of people that do eat meat. It's, it's very hard to find good vegan and vegetarian alternatives. But yeah. I suppose the reality is that's not the truth. It's just it's people are being lazy. At all. It's not at all. Like, I cannot believe how easy it is to make vegan food and how easy, like, accessible it is. And all supermarkets have so many free from aisles and how filling they are in comparison to chicken and veg is unbelievable. Like the power of plants is true. Like it does make you feel really good. But I do understand that I did find it difficult <clears throat> eating out. You do only have limited to one thing on a menu if it was vegan and a couple of things that are vegetarian. I hate mushrooms. So for me, a vegetarian option on a menu would be mushrooms. And for me, I was like, <clears throat> well, I've fucked it here because I can't have that. So, yeah, bad. I don't need to ask you, Chris, because I don't think there's a man in Glasgow that's ate more burgers than no, the last chicken year. wings. Chicken yeah. wings, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much anything that's like dirty, like style food, like burgers, like fried chicken, loaded fries with meat and everything else. Like that's, that's kind of my wheelhouse, I suppose. Like I enjoy going to places and having like a nice fancy meal. Is that like for like a birthday or an anniversary and stuff like that? But nine times out of ten, if you ask me on a Friday or a Saturday night, if I'm going out for dinner, what I'd want to do, I'd want to go and have a burger or something like a pizza or something like that. That's just that's the kind of food I enjoy. So that's that's what I go and have, and that's what I tell people about. But mm -hmm. I said I enjoy other foods. Like I love places like Six by Nico, um, Spanish Butcher is like one of my favourite places to eat. Um, I've oh. seen you putting up these little mini slider burgers for Spanish butcher. Oh my god! And I'm desperate to try them, but I've not got around to it yet. We, so we we tried them and they were that good. That in December we went back to Spanish butcher for the burger, the full size version that they do, and we just went in and we ordered a couple of burgers and a couple of cocktails. And don't, I mean, it's a bit pricey in terms of like other burger places, but for me it's completely worth it. Like I would pay twenty pound for a burger if it's good quality ingredients. That to me. Mm -hmm. I'd, like, price for me is relative. If something's good, then you'll pay what it is, and if it's not good, then you won't pay it. Like, totally. But yeah, that's my kind of 
buckles, fried chicken, pizza, chips. I love that. Am I right in saying this? Who's your honest? How do you know get super fat? Because yeah, I always think this about you. You just not at all. <laughs> well, I used to be really heavy, and I lost a lot of weight years ago, like before the blog and stuff. And I go to the gym kind of three, four, five times a week on my lunch break at work because it breaks up my day. There's a gym on the campus where I work, so that all kind of works for me. And me and uh, Kirsten, my girlfriend, like we relatively healthy when we're when we're not out. So dinners during the week, we'll cook. We'll try and have kind of we'll try and do a couple of maybe veggie ones or like we turkey mince and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'll take like wraps for my lunch. I have yogurt and granola and fruit for my breakfast. Like I try and be healthy yeah. as much as I can when I'm not out because I, I might know that that week I'm going to be eating dinner three or four times a week out. So every other meal is like as healthy as I can possibly make it. And that's... It's just trying to find that balance. If yeah, you... and I, I think I did like a question and answer thing on Instagram stories on Friday and somebody asked me the same question and that's what I said, without being preachy, it's just about a balance. It's, you know, if you know what you, if you if you know what you're doing that week, you can plan to be healthy at other times, um, as opposed to just making burgers and pizzas in the flat and then going out and having burgers and pizzas. Do you know what I mean? Totally. So that yeah, it's just about trying to get a balance. <laughs> I think you can tell we're least in the Glasgow because there's almost a square go happening outside the shop now. I think a man's fighting with some pigeons now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's going to win. Yeah, it's going to be the guy with the pigeons. That is square goal. A man, <laughs> man versus pigeon. There he is. Fuck, he's yeah, not, he's fighting he's, with the pigeons. He's certainly not happy with the pigeons. I keep hearing him shouting, asshole. Kind of get scran. He's went mental. <laughs> yeah. I think we're teasing people because the shutters are up, but they're not getting any food. So that's what happens. We're going to cause an absolute ramy. So you were talking earlier about your social media following and. I suppose for both of you, it, it kind of rocketed. When was the point where you thought, you know, I'm really, really engaging with people here and this is this is quite serious, you know, rather than it's just my friends and family that are looking at it? Or... Maybe when I hit 10K, I was like, okay, saying that number out loud, like 10,000 people wanting to actually follow me, I couldn't get my head around it. I was like, what the hell? And I know in comparison to some other people out there who have millions, like for me, I was like, I was so excited when I even had 100. So... I couldn't get my head around it. And then between that and 20,000, it just, that grew really fast. And what it is, I just think is because my page has high engagement, I think because people are using it as sort of like a recipe book. So they all keep coming back to my page to get inspiration, even though I don't post a lot, which worried me. I was thinking, oh, I I know you know how the algorithm works with Instagram, but if you're not posting enough, you get put to the bottom of the pile basically on Instagram feed. So I was worried about that. And the first time when I started it, I was getting putting myself under a bit of pressure, thinking, well, I need to post else people won't see it. And then now it's people are revisiting my page constantly t- to see what they make of dinner tonight. So that probably boosts it a little bit. And then Insta Story helps where you can now direct people straight to your post. Um, and then also people use Insta Story a lot to take pictures of their food. So they're tagging me when they're making the food. That's helping me a lot, helping lots of businesses out there a lot and many pages. So. Um, that's when I just think it's now just going from strength to strength. It must have been quite bizarre when you've seen people initially taking photos that you didn't know of their dinner and tagging you in it and saying, I've just copied your recipe, I suppose. It's, it's bonkers, honestly. It, I'm just like, I have people at work saying like their, their grandma loves it or their sister's brother, well, whatever, I don't know. I'm like, what? So, yeah, it's, it's bonkers. And then 
I was at the, <laughs> the other day, I was at, um, I don't really post a lot of pictures of myself on there, but maybe I do a couple on my story. And this, I was at the gym festival in the SEC thing. And this girl came up to me, she's like, oh my God, are you just just food? I just did not know what to do. I'm like, um, yeah. She was like, I am your biggest fan. And it, for me, that was just freaked me out. Like obviously in a lovely way, but I was like, how is this possible? How do you even know what I look like? This is so strange. And she was like, no, honestly, like all my friends love your page. And we just, honestly, we all cook your food. You've saved our lives. We didn't know how to cook before and we love it. So, and I get so many messages from people saying, people that have had eating disorders or didn't know how to cook, people struggling with their weight, um, just general, people saying their relationships got better because they're now cooking with their partner in the evening or they're saving money from takeaways. Seeing those types of messages makes me think this is all worthwhile and I want to keep going because it's crazy how you can think that food can just make such a difference and it really does bring people together and people send me photographs of their babies like eating, finally starting to eat um, solid foods and they're trying the pasta or they're cooking meals for their grandma and granddad. At Christmas dinner, people were making my cheesecake on Christmas dinner. like. I cannot believe I was a part of someone's Christmas day. That's just, to me, it's just amazing. So yeah, it's crazy to think that just a small little page can have an impact on so many people's lives. That's pretty like heartwarming as well. It's... Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I, all the I try and reply to everybody and it's getting quite a lot, but I just think it's, I'm so grateful for people just to take the time out just to tag me or even just making a recipe, it's, it's amazing. I almost feel like sending Chris the opposite messages and saying, you're making me skint and fat. <laughs> I, know, I, was, yeah. I was just thinking, your page sounds much more rewarding than mine. <laughs> I just get like people messaging me saying, oh, that burger you said was good, wasn't it that good? And I'm like, oh, you know. No, they don't. Each to their own. Do they do uh, Nah, no, I get a lot of people messaging me saying like they went somewhere because I recommended it and they really enjoyed it. And that's, that's obviously good. That's something that I probably never, expected to happen. I remember the initial conversation when I was going to start the blog. I was driving uh, Kirsten to work and I, then I was heading to work after and I just said to her, do you think, do you think my friends will think it's quite wanky if I start a food blog? And she, <laughs> she was like, yes. And I've got, I've got three brothers as well. So you can imagine like the stick that I got at the start, like just went ah, oh. cause I was posting on like my own Facebook and stuff. Oh, I've started this blog, like go and give it a follow and this kind of stuff. And I never really knew what they expect from it. It was just, you know, people say, oh, you just keep posting pictures of food. So I thought, right, well, I'll set up a separate page and I'll post them there and we'll see what happens sort of thing. But if you're going for that kind of conversation where uh, people are going to think I'm wanky for doing this, to getting like people messaging you and, saying like oh I've went there and it was really good or I, I get people saying message saying oh, I'm, I'm going on a date can you recommend a good restaurant or like me and my partner are going for dinner like for our anniversary like where would you recommend or I'm visiting Glasgow um, and asking for recommendations and being able because I know going to a city maybe like where you don't live you can waste a lot of time going to places just because like it says on other places that they're good and they're maybe or not, do you know what I mean? So it's it's nice to be able to recommend places that I genuinely think yeah. people would enjoy visiting and then getting that feedback that they went and it was good or, you know, or even just giving people like, here's five places, like mm -hmm. if you can get to one of them, like you'll be doing well. And I'll try and obviously throw in like a few bars and stuff like that as well that mm -hmm. they can do after it. And if there's anything else, it's kind of fresh mm -hmm. at the top of my head. Well, but, I only came here because I saw it on your page. I see it every frigging week. Yeah, I was kind of like the unofficial, um, <laughs> Media, PR media first grand. I got so excited when I seen this place was opening. It came up 
bike on the Instagram and I looked and I seen Chris's uh, page and it said that he'd worked in Cafe Strangebrew and I thought, I've been to Cafe Strangebrew, it's really good, mm -hmm. but I hate having to go to the south side anytime I want like a good brunch. I was like, I'm going to get some some good brunch within like a five, ten minute walk of where I live. Like this is this is the dream. And in fairness to Scran, it's uh, the food's very different for Cafe Strangebrew. I would say it's more like the mac and cheese specials and burger french Ooh. toast but i mean again that's all right in my wheelhouse that's all the things that i would go and eat for dinner i can get on a brunch plate <laughs> so like for me it was just it was just amazing and that's why because i was like was sit there on a friday thinking like when are they going to announce a special for this weekend and i'll be like oh no i'm going back to scran again people are just <laughs> going to be like this guy works for scran and it's, but i don't but it's it's so good it's so close and there's and cheap yeah. And as always... Sorry, good value for money. I like, like the word cheap. <laughs> Don't say cheap, just the place is all big enough. Good value for money. <laughs> I couldn't um, believe it, honestly, I was like that. It was £13, right? I had this incredible Nutella, what is it? Oh, the French toast. French toast, toast yeah. two bits of avocado, two a pot of tea and an oat latte and it was 13 quid. I was like, pardon? So yeah, I big rate it. But I think the thing with the special here is it's always really different. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's things on the, the normal menu that I love and I would come and get every now and like, not every now and again, but you know what I mean? Like maybe we want to come every week and have the same thing, but the special is always that different and that good that it doesn't feel like you're going to the same place all the time. Cause you're, the you're, menu changes. Sometimes you go to a place, you, I, there's places I love, but I've been to them that much that I won't go back for a while because I'm like, there's only so many times I can have that burger or there's only so many mm -hmm. times, you know, you can order that dish that you really like. Whereas in here at the weekend, there's always something. I think one time I actually came in and just asked Chris if I could make my own dish. I was <laughs> like, if I just give you some ingredients, can you just put it on a plate? And then it came out and it was this beautiful like toast with halloumi and uh, crispy halloumi and poached eggs and sriracha. Stop it. And I was like, this is... Be able to quit to a place and just kind of create your own dish on a Thursday afternoon. It's like, afternoon. don't you start promoting that, Chris, because <laughs> everyone will start coming in with bags of shopping, no, that, like, ready, steady, cook. That's, that was only in a quiet afternoon, so not at the weekends. I, I, I feel quite sorry for uh, Chris that owns this place now, because... He's going to have to put his prices up and he's, going to, have to, he's going to have to start making dishes table. that people bring in. <laughs> Hope they're going to be turning up with bags for Asda for my food. And... Yeah, um, was it can't cook, won't cook? You get like the ingredient, the bag of ingredients and you have to like create a yeah. dish out of it. As if he's not busy enough on a Sunday, there's folk turning up and demanding that they make their own dishes. Brilliant. I suppose when you, uh, he says there, you, you've got brothers and you started it and you thought, oh God, is this going to be a bit wanky? It's almost, without sounding stereotypical, I think it's almost easier for women to do that because there's this kind of stereotype about men that, oh, that is there's a bit not, wanky. There's and... not a great deal of guys that do, that do blogs, like most, food, well, certainly food blogs anyway, it's quite heavily, like, female saturated. Yeah, so, so. Um, it is a bit different than that, but, like I said, I have no, no problems with it. I know lo loads of people now that are in the kind of the food scene, for lack of a better term, and everybody's like really nice and really supportive and you always get like people kind of giving you a mention or a shout out and all these kind of things but yeah there's do you get a ribbon off your brothers not oh, so, what you're putting up this week what's that not so, not so much now um like actually like my little brother who was probably the one who was at the start being like oh what are you doing that for sort of thing like the last time i seen him up at my mum's he was like 
oh, so that fried chicken place you were posted, but that looks amazing. Like, where's that? And I was like, oh, like, so I was telling him about Bucks Bar, and he's like, I think me and my girlfriend are going to go there. Oh, it's went full circle. He's went for like, what you doing this for? To be like, asking me for recommendations. Oh, that's so, nice. um, that's nice. So it's good. Like, my, one of my brothers lives in Ireland, and when he came over to visit, I would been invited somewhere for food, and I got I got to take him along, and he got to kind of see as well, like what I do in terms, like, say what I do, I take pictures of food, but you got to kind of come along. You don't just take pictures of food, you've got a light above them and you're... Yeah, well, he was a light, he was a lighting technician <laughs> that night. But no, he got to like come along and kind of see you talking to people and mm-hmm. having a chat and get to kind of enjoy the a freebie out of it and stuff like that. So it's, it's nice to be able to do things like that as well mm-hmm. when people come over and visit. But they say it's, uh, it's went a bit full circle, it's went to kind of, I. Uh, you're a bit wanky. Where where can I take the wife or where can I take the girlfriend or me and my mates are going to go out for dinner at the weekend? Where's good for a big group of people to go and stuff? And so, I suppose it must have its benefits as well because you two, for example, have met each other before and you get invited along to a lot of mm-hmm. different yeah. stuff. And yeah, a few places we went to. The, I saw you at the dam, wasn't it? The yeah, the dam. Yeah, that was really nice actually in there. That's the like place. that's like my dream place. Yeah, <laughs> like, it definitely is your dream like, place. It's, dec- it's like decorated like Amsterdam, like it's neon brilliant. lights, red neon lights everywhere. Like, minus the women. Minus the women. Minus the women. <laughs> but like burgers, loaded fries, and all this kind of Proper stuff. Proper stodge, so. but good stodge. It used to be the Brunswick here, the Brunswick I, Hotel. I, so it's, it's still kind of attached to it. I think they just rent that space out, or the people buy, bought that space because. It used to be, I can't remember, another place that was in there and the food in there was actually really nice as well. But uh, it's, that was a really good, some of the, like, I don't go to a lot of launch nights anymore. I, I don't know about you, but I find like you get somebody walking around with a tray with like a hamburger cut into 10 pieces and oh, you really? get like a tiny little bit of it and you kind of go, hmm, that's nice. But you're yeah. not really kind of experiencing the food. Whereas that one, it was like, come in, pick a couple of dishes, try the food, you know, have a drink. Yeah. experience what it would be like to, to spend a night in the bar yeah. and that way then I can go away and I can say to people this is a place I would go because I've spent a night experiencing it mm-hmm. where it's like sitting in a kind of some of these launch sites can be quite stuffy and you're kind of sitting and it's not that fun and then you don't want to be like oh yeah you should go here because you, you've not had a proper night in it yes yeah. Jess you touched on it before we, we started recording you said you know you get a lot of requests but I do yeah I do get a lot of requests to try out places and do competitions but as I was saying to you both before I really want to try and keep my Instagram what people are following me for and that's the recipes and I don't mind going to and doing a few competitions with places that I like but I don't want my whole feed to be swamped with it and take away from what people really enjoy. Um, I also have on my highlights when I go and eat places and then I always put it on there and I try and give my honest review but I do say I do say no to quite a few places that have asked me to go and eat Simply because it doesn't probably doesn't look like somewhere I would go personally. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't go and try it, but if it really isn't somewhere I want to go, I'll politely say no. Or I just it's hard, like being offered to go and eat out like three, four you must be hard for you, like yeah. three, four times a week. It's 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 a lot on your social life and then you're having to take someone with you and and then like when I take Richard, he doesn't really enjoy it that much because I'm there, I have to take pictures and it's all quite social he just wants to just enjoy himself and just eat so that part is quite difficult um and some, I just love as you know I love cooking so I want to be at home <laughs> I don't want to keep eating out every single night just occasionally it's that it's going back to that balance that you're talking about like uh, you don't want to be out all the time there might be a place that you don't you're not really that keen on but 
Aye, you do get invited to a lot of places and there's only so many. There's only so many dinners you can eat out. Yeah. So you can't you can't do them all when you can go out and eat. To work on the summer board, you know, you can't be eating out every single night. What do these places expect you to do? Is it almost like they see before you go, do they say I want you to do X amount of Insta posts or well, I want you to I generally just places will say, Do you want to come in like lunches on us? And I I'll, I'll always kinda of say to them, either either no, I don't want to come like if mm. there's a reason I can't make that day or if I just don't fancy it, they just say like politely yeah. say no. If I'm going to go somewhere, then I'll always say to them, I'm happy to come in and try the food, but I'll only post about it if, if I, I like it. it. Um, and that goes back, because I know some people post about places they don't enjoy, but as it's we've gone back to the, almost, isn't it? To, the, to the time, I mean, I, I would not, well, I'm not, not saying that people post about places they don't enjoy and say it's good, but they'll post and say it wasn't good. And that, obviously that's, for them, that's fine. They're, they're giving their honest feedback. Mm -hmm. But for me, the time that goes into... I don't want to put a picture up that looks, that makes my feed look rubbish. Yeah. I don't want to put a picture up that somebody might think, I'm, without reading what I say, might just think, oh, that place is good and go, and it's not really yeah. a recommendation. So I don't want to put places on my feed that I wouldn't recommend. And that, because it's a few things, it could be, at the end of the day, it's somebody's, somebody's job and somebody's livelihood. Like, I might not have enjoyed the food. It's not to say that other people sure. won't. And if it's like a small independent place, it's somebody that could be like, yeah, like for me, just to go, yeah, don't go here, it's rubbish. Like, just as a throwaway comment. Like, that's somebody's job and livelihood at the end of the day. And for me, that's that's all my page is about. My page is about these other places I like. I love, yeah. So if I go somewhere and I don't like it, I just, I won't mention it. And that, that for me, that's me keeping it kind of honest on my side because I'm not saying anything good or bad about that place, but... Would you almost feel guilty because you thought, oh, no, I've had a free meal there and I've not put it I in do, but that's why I, that's why I always say beforehand, and that's fine, if a place is confident enough that their food is good, then they'll be like, no, come in. If a place comes back and says, no, you need to post about it, where, like, regardless, then I'll just be like, that's that's not for me then, like, that's fine, but I'm not, I don't want to be obligated to post about places if I don't enjoy them, so mm -hmm. that's kind of where I draw the line in it. If, if the place is happy for me to come in and make a decision, then I'm happy to go and try it if it's somewhere that I like to look of or I'm interested in. But other than that, then I would just kind of politely decline the invite. <laughs> Jess, one for you. Have you ever put something up, put a recipe up and thought, it's a great recipe, and then someone tries to emulate it and sends you it and tags you it and you think, that looks absolutely shit. <laughs> and I'm not asking you to no. name the people. Daily. Tell by your face, <laughs> Daily. <laughs> but... Oh, no. Because oh, it's so sweet. And I just think, you know, I blame the lighting. It must be their lighting. But there's some of them I'm a bit like, oh, I'm not really sure what that is. Looks <laughs> <laughs> nothing like it. Yeah, um, yeah, but honestly, and most of the time when they post about it, they're so proud of it and they love it. I'm just like, oh, so cute. And That's then, so and then sometimes, I re sometimes I, repo well, I, re I repost a lot of them. And then my friends will say to me, say, God, that was a shocker that you reposted it. And I'm like... Oh, don't. You're getting all bitchy about it. Yeah. Behind the like, scenes, it's not yeah, always rosy. Yeah. I don't want to put people off because obviously I know mine looks good, but that's not realistic, really. What I, I don't know, I just make, it does look really good. Obviously, the light is really good um, where I put it, but it, I do obviously try and make it perfect. I take about 25,000 photographs and pick the one. So, yeah, it's, no one's going to look like that. But Is there some that you don't repost? Uh, yes. <laughs> Why? They're really I'm not bad saying. They're really bad ones. <laughs> you know these people now know that theirs hasn't been reposted. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> you know, another thing to mention, though, I can't see... Because I, I only really follow people back that um, 
are like foodies or um, supermarkets, people that post food, because the reason of that is it's not because I don't want to follow anyone back, it's because of my personal Instagram. I obviously follow loads of friends and I have, I can see all of that on the Explore page, but if I started following people back on my food page, I obviously try and get inspiration too and I look at pe people's food all the time. Now, if I started following anyone and everyone, I'd start seeing people's selfies and things that I just, I want to try and keep it completely separate. That's the reason, but then when people tag me and their account is private, I never get to see it. So I have to keep saying to people occasionally, look, I'm not being rude. If you have, haven't responded to you tagging me, it's because I literally cannot see it if your account's private. So either screenshot at me or unprivate your account. It's not because your food looks absolutely <laughs> No, terrible. it's not because your food looks rubbish. <laughs> unprivate your account so I can see yes, your I can see. recipe. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll judge it and decide if I'm putting it on or not. I'm kidding. Yeah, but yeah, that is, I, I do feel bad sometimes because I think Majority of people's Instagram are private, so I probably don't get to see hardly any of them. But yeah, so I'm sorry if. How many do you get in a, in a week or a, a day? It's quite a lot, isn't it? Um, some nights I can have 20, 30 people tag me that I see. Um, sometimes it's a couple, but it tends to be the, the same five recipes that seem to have. And I always love seeing one that I really enjoy that not many people make, like I quite like interesting, I try and keep it quite simple as you, as you can tell, because I do think that a lot of my following is people that are beginning to cook or trying to learn to cook. So I don't want to make it too complicated, but for me, like I made this amazing um, crab, white wine cream sauce in like, I don't know, it was like butternut squirrels and it was amazing. And not many people make it because they don't know where to probably get crab. They don't know how to where to find butternut squash in noodle form. And for me, this that... is just in the corner, scribbling down an special <laughs> idea. <laughs> it was white crab. <laughs> and for me, I'm like when I post it, I'm like, wow, that was amazing. And not many people make it. So I, I, me personally, when I go out to restaurants, I do always find those types of dishes more exciting for me. But I do know that I, that I have a particular audience, and I try and make it quite simple and I know that for example um chicken tikka for example which went insane people love that so they're going to make that over some sort of roasted veg tray like they're going to because it's just more hearty it's it's a lighter option of the takeaway and they feel great because they can make it themselves so I just have to try and have a bit of bit of both. And you post up as well where you've bought all the things from don't you? Yeah I try and tag honestly most of it is probably from Lidl or I live in a place, right, where I have every single supermarket in a five minute walk, except Tesco. So everything will be from there, except Tesco. <laughs> and I suppose, like, for me, again, I, I'm terrible at cooking. I'm absolutely terrible mm -hmm. at it. And I almost think that if I'm buying all this stuff, it's going to cost me a fortune and it's going no. to take me forever. But the, the joy of it is a lot of the things that you're posting up don't cost a lot. No, not And they're, they're quick to make as yeah. well. Yeah, and I always find that. I do think when I look on recipes online and you see the ingredients list, it looks so long and I'm like, oh, I'm put off. It, straight away I'm put off. But then if somebody's looking at something visually on a chopping board and you just write in what it is, I don't know, for some reason your brain just thinks this is so simple. You can see what it is, you can go and buy, I know what all that is, and they'll just buy it and they'll make it. And it's, they've got everything there for them. But certain like types of herbs, which I love, and I know a lot of people like professional chefs would love experimenting with, people just would not be, my followers would not be interested in that. I don't think, a small amount, yes. But, and then I did have somebody make a comment to me a few weeks ago saying they loved my page, but they wished it was more 
not exciting, but I, I experimented more with food. And I said, look, I could do that. And I would love to do that, but no one would be interested. They just wouldn't, they, they'd be like, oh, that looks too hard, not making it. Yep. So I've got to I've got to put a bit of both. So I do try and do it sometimes. But what's your go-to dish? What's your ultimate that you think everyone will like it? What do what you, you think? Should... Come on, it's going to be that pasta. Of course it is. <laughs> Honest to God, I have never seen anyone be obsessed. As many people be obsessed with that as it is. When I remember, even the day, <laughs> I actually remember leaving work and walking down the stairs. I even visualise it now and thinking, right, I'm going to make mushrooms in it, even though I hate mushrooms, I'm going to actually make a recipe with mushrooms in it. I'm going to get the sausage and the squash, but I'm muttering to myself while I was going down the stairs. I'm like, this is going to be really good. I went home and made it and Richard was like, that was the best thing you've ever made. So I was like, okay, posted it and just overnight, boom, like thousands of like, I think it had like, got like two and a half, three thousand likes in it. And I'm like, what the hell? So many people have saved it. Everyone made it still to this day. It's like one of the first recipes like weeks down and still people are still making it. Richard has it every single freaking Friday and then again on a Wednesday, I just can't cope. And I said to him, now you can make it because I'm not making it anymore. You've had enough. And I've he's got the easy step by steps to follow. <laughs> no, <laughs> no excuse. This is the funny thing, he still texts me and says, babe, um, have we got this in the fridge? What is it I need again? I'm like, go onto the, my Instagram page and have a look yourself, like, oh. So yeah, it is, that is definitely one of the favorites. And I would say, the Cajun chicken pasta, again, is a second favorite. People love pasta. And then the chicken tikka masala, the new one. So simple, but everyone loves it. So yeah, that one. And if you're not cooking in the house, Chris, where would you eat out? If you're from Glasgow in the West, where's the best places to, to go? You oh, say yeah, that, well, right. <laughs> some, some people message you and say, give me a, an idea of places. And you say, you always give them five or round about yeah, that. Right, so for brunch, I always recommend Scram. Scram. Right, it's my favorite place. Um, for a burger. El Perro Negro, for me, I think is well, the best one. Nice. Yeah. Little the only place. thing about it is, is you're sitting in on like little stools. Like, like stools, yeah. But eventually I'm sure they'll have like an actual Yeah. It's a tiny unit just now. And that actually yeah. says in there on leaflets, doesn't say the best burger in the world or something on the leaflet. Well, they, they just won, they won an award, the UK award for oh, best burger they? this year. I was year. like, wow, okay, this and is it, strong. And I went in the week after it and had that, because the burger's got like, um, it's like rock for butter in it, it was like blue cheese or something mm -hmm. in it and it was something that my girlfriend didn't like so I'd never had it, I'd had like three or four of the other ones and I eventually just went, I just went in myself one day after I met a mate for a few beers, ordered that, some chicken wings and some chips and it's probably the best £20 I'd spent in a long time, so. It's yeah. like you said, it's not cheap but if you're paying for better quality stuff, quality. you'd rather if go I, in there and do that than go to McDonald's. If I'm going to go you know, out and like... spend money, like the difference between you spending a 10 or a £15 on food and spending £20, I mean, it's not nothing, but it's negligible at the end of the day. If I'm going to enjoy that 10 times more, then I'm going to enjoy, I'd, I'd feel like I'd wasted 10 or £15, whereas that £20, I was like, yeah, I'd happily spend that again tomorrow. It's yeah. a treat for yourself as yeah. well, isn't it? But, um, yeah, so Scran, Love El Perro Negro, Spanish Butcher's always nice for a, a treat meal or just if you just fancy going for something a bit different. It's great steak, great burgers, like, Lovely starters. I love Box Bar for the fried chicken. Where is and that? It's on West Regent Street. So across to like the Peace in West Regent oh, Street. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, like that? literally across the road. It used to be, uh, what was that burger place? Oh, it was like Jack's. Uh, Jack or Deviandi? Yeah. Is it quite new then? No, it's, well, I think it's been there about two and a half, oh, three right. years. But maybe a lot, I don't know. It was one of these places I came back for 
living in Australia and mm-hmm. it was there and it wasn't there when I'd went away. So like I'm not entirely sure exactly when it popped up, but yeah, Bucks is really good. I see that you've done a, a chicken wing challenge in there recently. I did, <laughs> blindfolded <laughs> eating oh, chicken. No. That was, I mean, the chicken was tasty, but it was one of the messiest things I've done. Like when I finished, I had like, I had the sauce on my hands. Cause so I was there with Kirsten and I'm blindfolded and you have the, I think it's 12 wings, a little pun of skinny fries and drink a pint of milk or a glass of milk. So I had to say to Kirsten, can you pass me the chips? Cause I obviously couldn't see them. And I'm like, on the tray, the chicken wings, and I'm saying to Cuz like, no, oh, that's that's the bones of ones that you've already eaten. So it was it was kind of unsettling doing it with a blindfold, but it was, it's more of a kind of fun challenge. It's not there's no like you get twenty minutes to eat it. If you don't, you don't. Do you know what I mean? It's just kind of I suppose it was based on the Bird Box film on Netflix that was quite big. So oh, was, yeah. that that was that was the kind of thinking behind it, obviously, because it's the Bird Box challenge yeah. and it's full of chicken, but. Brilliant. I know it was quite, quite it was quite fun, and I don't eat I don't eat chicken wings a lot because Kirsten's not a big fan of chicken on the bone, so it's not something if we're sharing I order. So it's nice to just get a like a tray of them and just be able to kind of wire in. Some of them are crazy hot though, aren't they? Though? Well, they were, like, I think four of them were like really really spicy, and then the other ones were kind of varying levels of heat. So. Yeah, you're sitting like your mouth's a bit on fire. Like for me, like my beard was covered in no, chicken stop. wings. So I, like, you'll, you'll hate this. <laughs> you hate chicken. I was just like, um, but no, it was it was a good laugh, and it was more just a kind of a bit of fun than anything else. Like I've I've done food challenges in other places where like we take it quite seriously, whereas this was just kind of it's more of a kind of promotion. I suppose to get people in the door and have a bit of fun, and that, that's kind of what that place is about. Like good food, good times. And, a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. But, um, my other, so it's, well, I remember, Comet Pieces just now was one of my favourite places in Glasgow. They basically... Is this like a sandwich shop? Like, yeah, it's Morton Rolls. Right. But they fill them, like, these, like, really... Peace? Like, the place called Peace? No, Comet Pieces, it's Comet. called. It's in uh, Queen Margaret Drive. Right. And it's, um, they basically take a Morton's Roll, but they fill them with, kind of, I suppose, like, gourmet options, where you might normally get, like, a roll and sausage and potato scone. They do ones like sausage, haggis, poached eggs, hot sauce, or like halloumi and spinach. Ooh. But you can also create your own. So basically anything they have on the menu, you can ask them to put into a roll. As long as it's on their menu, they'll have it. Um, and I, we went after, I think took the Monday off after the Super Bowl, and had like a few beers and watched the Super Bowl. And we went there on the Monday and it was just like so good. Um, and I'd been seeing it for ages and I'd just never been. And now I'm just, it's near my work as well, so it's really hard to kind of resist the urge for most lunchtime. <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm just going to go there and buy more rolls. But um, no, that it's just a place that I came across recently, but it's kind of one of my favourite places that you recommend to people just mm. now in Glasgow. Sounds good. Uh, Sounds really good. Definitely um, worth checking out. There's a place that I really want to go to, but it's only open on Saturdays. The Big Bear Bakery, is it? Oh, and they have a yeah. queue all the way around the corner. There was people queuing when it was snowing recently on a Saturday. And I, I saw that on Still put a picture because this is one that Kirsten had said to me about and I was like, we'll wait till the buzz dies down a bit yeah. and then we'll go when we don't have to queue and it's been months and uh-huh. it's still... It's still it basically, this woman, I think, I, I, don't, I don't know a lot about it. I just tried to look on their Instagram, but I think it's not, it's her hobby. So she only opens on a Saturday because she only physically can. I think they do commercial baking oh, do they? during the week. Or oh, I think somebody said that to me that they bake like commercial for places during the week. Because oh. actually, yeah, Scran have their cakes in here sometimes. Do you? Yeah. 
oh my God, then I can come and get one then. Because I want to get one, but they look insane, like unbelievable. It's not something that you would never normally see anywhere else. So I was like, and I always want to go somewhere where, where you can't get, if that makes sense. I'm like, I really want to go then. If it's a massive queue, I want to be there. So- I feel like you're missing out if you Exactly. Missing. And I'm like, I'm never awake that early in like 8 a.m. on a Saturday to go all the way into town to queue up in the snow. So yeah, I'm going to come to scratch. Whereabouts is it? I don't know. I think it, I think it may be in the south side. Right. Oh, is it? I think so. I'm not 100%, but I think it's in the south side. But, um, so maybe she'll hear this and she'll open an extra day so I can go and get they it. They used to be open <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, and I think maybe if they are doing like commercial stuff during the week, maybe they're just... Yeah. It was too much doing seven sense. days, because they did do the two days at first, and then it was like, oh, we're open this Saturday, but closed this Sunday, or we're closed this Saturday, but open on the Sunday. And it kind of switches up, but... It's and like, the, the baked uh, stuff with like the croissants and looks insane. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Is there any vegan restaurants or vegetarian restaurants you'd recommend? Well, do you know? It's funny you say this. I actually used to quite because I work um, right near Anderson Station, and so I'm a five minute walk into Finiston, and I used to go to the Cran a lot. What's happened to the Cran? Is it still open? I don't think so. I've not seen anything about it in a while. Mm -hmm. um, I used to like going there and I used to always have like vegan soups and they did vegan chili, but I'll be honest, I don't really go out of my way to vegan restaurants, but that but that's where I used to go a lot for my lunch when I was really being quite strict with no meat. Um, and then there's a place uh, called Roots and Fruits uh, in Finiston. It's a nice little deli slash shop with organic products and they also have like a nice deli counter and they do amazing vegan curries and lots of options, also meat, but a lot of vegan so I'd have that as well but apart from that I can't off the top of my head think of any vegan I'll be honest can you? nah you're <laughs> <laughs> no. asking the wrong guy not something I go out of my way to go for <laughs> no. but I, I said I had the vegan katsu burger in Nice and Sleazy's so they've got like a Japanese kitchen in there called Coco's and I tried their vegan katsu burger Ooh, and I actually sweet. really enjoyed it but I also tried their burger at the same time and, and I enjoyed that more yeah <laughs> but like the vegan one was good but yeah the, mm -hmm. the burger was better and I don't believe for a second you're just going out eating all the time so where would you recommend to drink what's your go-to I mean he's the guy for that uh, well as we were talking about earlier on I'm, I'm quite into my craft beer so mine, I'll, I'll kind of go to places like Grunt and Growler so I go if I want to get takeaway and kind of sit in and have a few drinks and eat really good uh, crossing the Rubicon as well. Uh, know, wee beer shops, a place I go just more for a takeaway. Um, but again, they do like a really good selection of craft beers. But the one thing I think Glasgow's missing actually is like a place to get really good cocktails. Like it's not like you go through to Edinburgh and there's loads of places like yeah, Bramble true. and Panda and Sons and Kin and all these like really like specialist cocktail bars. And I feel like Glasgow's kind of lacking that. Where is the best cocktail bars in Glasgow? I, I had one in So LA recently and it, oh, was, and it nice. was really good, yeah, but I, nice. I only had the one cocktail, but yeah. I've been again, in that Blue Dog, but I don't really, I don't yeah, rate it, it too much. Is that the one in town? Aye, right in the city centre on maybe Bass Street. Piano, piano, piano bar or something. Um, again, I was in there years ago, but it's, it's, I brought this up because I know um, there's a guy, that does an, a guy, Jack, that does an Instagram page, Scottish Mixology, and he kind of posts drinks that he creates. And I met him at an event and I was asking him and even he was kind of struggling to think of places this in Glasgow where like, you could get really good cocktails. 
Gin 71 is quite nice. It's quite a nice experience in there because I'm a gin drinker, so I like it in there. You, you sit down and they have a huge menu of gins and different mixers, and they give you like a little bit of popcorn. And it's, it's quite cute setup, but I can't. The spiritualist, I've been there and had a nice couple, but a bit pricey. I honestly can't really think of any that stick out to me, to be honest. But Because I drink an old, old fashioned usually for mm -hmm. something like that, like Manhattan something short and boozy, basically. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've, like, I've had ones in Glasgow and been like, that's good. But all the ones that kind of stick in my head, the cocktails I've had are all places that out with Glasgow. Like recently we went to St Andrews for Kirsten's birthday. The Adamson up there was really cool. They um, had a really nice cocktail menu, a bit different. And like, as I say, there's plenty in Edinburgh, but- that's on my list to go to the next time I go. It's um, really cool. It's almost a wee bit like a speakeasy, but not in the respect if it was a proper speakeasy, you wouldn't be able to see it. You yeah, know, like Brambo's kind of like that as well in, in Kin, which are two that I was in kind of the last time I was through in Edinburgh. Like Brambo's like kind of downstairs under a dry cleaners and there's just a little plaque outside the door that says Brambo. Where's that? In, uh, on Queen Street. Oh, it's in Glasgow? Edinburgh. No, sorry, um, Queen Street in Edinburgh. Oh. Sorry. Um, and actually, Pandan Sons is in Queen Street as well. There's the opposite the, end. The Redeemer as well. Uh, I think there's like three of them all in that street, uh, but they're all like kind of downstairs, I think, below the shops. And yeah. you would only really. The first time we tried to go to Bramble, nice. we, we got lost and we ended up in another bar. And then we asked the doorman in the other bar where, where Bramble was, and he was kind of like. He had that look in his face like, I'm fed up being asked where, the, where, where Bramble is. Is that's not good enough thing. for you? Yeah, so. But I just. I, there's nowhere, I suppose, again, cocktails is something I kind of drink if we're going out and celebrating like a birthday or an anniversary yeah. or something good. And if we're doing that, we tend to maybe go away through to Edinburgh for the night or, you know, go up to St Andrews or something, something a wee bit different because it's a birthday and you just want to yeah. do something a bit different to what you normally do. It's interesting you say that because I feel usually at the heart of this, but it's, I certainly, if I'm going away somewhere, it's that Instagram generation that the first thing you do is if you're looking for food or drinks, you search for the location. 100%. where you're going yeah. and that's how you end up finding these hidden gems if yeah. i'm going places now the good thing about having obviously the page and having a following is i'll kind of put in my stories like i'm go? going to st andrews has anybody been yeah. or i'm going to london I or I'm going to, and people, like i'm going to brussels soon um on holiday next month and i'll put up asking people for recommendations in brussels and generally when i ask these things and i go to the places they're really good and again it's it's a bit more of a personal recommendation than just going and looking at TripAdvisor or something yeah. like that. So it's because you're going to get the more touristy places if yeah. you look at that. Aren't you? It's almost yeah. like these wee underground places. And I think people like people that follow you want to kind of, not impress you, but they want to tell you places that they've really and, enjoyed. And they kind of know what you're into, so yeah. they don't know where to take, tell you to go to. Yeah, it's so a proper scene there, isn't it? There is really this. Yeah. But it's really good, it's, and it's I say it's like I was saying earlier on, like the food scene, but it is quite. Like a, a little community and it's quite supportive like everybody kind of helps like mentions other people and kind of says what pages are like and kind of points people in your direction and stuff and yeah. there's a lot of kind of collaboration in terms of that and i'll quite often go for drinks with like other people that i know that, that do blogs and stuff like that and you kind of people that i would never have met if i hadn't started this and it's just probably like a, something that happened that i never really expected to happen i never expected to kind of meet friends like through taking pictures of food and <laughs> telling people yeah. if it was good or bad, basically. Is there any rivalry at all, Jess? You know, maybe is there anybody on your page that you think I'm better at cooking than them? No, I never think that, honestly. But why ever. have they got another 10,000 followers that I've <laughs> not got? No, I, 
I don't think, I'm not just saying this, I haven't seen anybody's page that's similar to mine as of yet. Um, but there's loads of people that post recipes and yeah, I think they're all brilliant. But I don't actually really follow that many. I kind of follow more people that, like Chris, that would recommend restaurants because that's obviously what I also like doing as well. So, um, but then I'd also obviously follow people like Jamie Oliver. I, I love him so much. Oh, so no. people like that. Do you not oh, like him? No. Oh, no. I cannot stand really? Jamie Oliver. I was really oh. addicted to one of his shows for a while. Like me and Kirsten used to watch oh, like every night one of those like 30 minute meals. Oh like, yeah, brilliant. Like start recording recipies that he was doing no. and stuff and then be like, years are going like this in my estimation. No, do you know what I love about him? He's so enthusiastic when he tries something and that is me. Like that is so mean. I honestly makes me howl so I just really like I just love him do you know what I don't like about him and this is me being very judgmental here right. and people are going to maybe judge me on this but I think he's a fat prick <laughs> that tries to take sweets and pizzas away from school kids and I'll be perfectly honest Stop with you it. no come on I went to, I was skinnier I when I was at school and I had a pizza crunch for lunch every day I mean, come on Jamie I remember when that yourself. happened actually that was good. Recently, he was trying to get ready too for one pizza. Can you imagine Chrissy's face if that happened? Oh my god! Imagine he started saying you couldn't eat chicken wings. It'd be like the next worst thing since minimum prices and alcohol. <laughs> and there's no doubt that he's a very good chef, but I just think he's a bit. Just let folk be. Sorry, oh. Jess. We started watching some of his programs. It would always kind of be like. And just add a little bit of this, and you're like, that's not a little bit. Yeah. Like you're putting add some like, salt, it's like that. Like, a, a little bit of olive oil, and it was like half a bottle going in. Oh, and stuff, that's and what I like, like about it. It makes things look really easy, and you just <laughs> doesn't really care. Do you know what I do like? I like when people tweet their food to Gordon Ramsay. Oh, <laughs> he posted. <laughs> like, it's the biggest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> people, oh, he's brilliant. Uh, yeah, I love that. But aye, that's my opinions on okay, Jamie Oliver, I'm sorry. Well, but we can't agree on everything. We can't yeah, agree on everything. Just ripping out there with the Jamie Oliver. Oh, I, I, honestly, he riles me up. I know a lot of people um, don't like him, to be fair. He's a love or hate, isn't he, I guess? Who's your top chef then? Jamie Oliver? Um, right. I'm going to say this and I actually don't even know... <laughs> I actually don't even know their name, right? But there is a restaurant, and I follow them on Instagram and I can't think what it is, but there's a restaurant in New York that I'm obsessed with, right? Um, it's called Brevet, and he is the chef of this restaurant and his Instagram is insane and I'm just obsessed with him. I don't even know who he is, but the stuff he creates is amazing. But apart from that, I'd probably say Jamie Oliver, yeah. But they're probably the two, only two chefs that I follow on my page, yeah. And I'm just looking at it all the time like, oh my God. I tried to recreate one of the one in America the other day. I had no idea how they made it. I just looked at it and I thought it was knocky and I was like, I need to make this. And then I created it and it was insane but was probably nowhere near as good as that one but you could I tried have, you I could tried. have sent it to him and he wouldn't have shared yeah, it he probably wouldn't have even looked he's like yeah biggest load of shit I've ever seen see ya I'm going to go with the man in the corner oi get a lot of shout outs tonight but, um, Jamie <laughs> Oliver would not like him putting burger meat in with his chips no oh, he would no. not in fairness we got over our kind of watching Jamie Oliver fascination pretty quick um, I really like uh, Anthony Bourdain. Um, although, say a chef, like I, I watch like his, his kind of travel shows and stuff like that, and I really enjoy them. Um, and I used to love Gordon Ramsay. I used to watch like yeah, Kitchen Nightmares and <laughs> all the the Hell's Kitchen. I used to watch everything that he did. But that was more because of him. It's more a personality being thing, angry it? and yeah. shouting at people yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I, don't, I, get, I don't really say like I'm obsessed with any chefs as much, but. 
I don't know, I think my mum's a chef, so growing up, I was always around good food. You should have said your mum is your favourite chef. I, well, I was thinking that you said it, <laughs> but she's not anymore. But touching on what you're saying about Jane Oliver, my mum actually now manages three schools. Uh, she's, a cater she's a caterer, so she manages three kitchens in three big schools. So she was a massive part of the Jamie Oliver movement and she goes into schools and she looks at the menus and tries and changes it, makes it healthier and more balanced for the children. So my mum is basically the new age Jamie Oliver, so okay? So Jamie Oliver it. and your mum. Yeah, so my mum growing up was my favourite chef. She'd but now she, <laughs> exactly. Now she has a massive part. She kind of takes, I don't know, she kind of just what what he did back in the day, so that's her job. Um, Do you know what? Good on your mum. Good on Jimmy Oliver. <laughs> yeah, you're taking it back now, aren't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm reining it back in. <laughs> Apologies to anyone I've offended, and your kids are going to be better in the future. Where do you see it going from here then? Both of you, what's your thoughts? Would you ever think, I would love to just quit my job and eat food all the time and cook food? I mean, I think every day that I would love to quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> um, whether this is the, the vehicle for that, I say it's, it's a hobby at the end of the day. It's a lot of time and effort that goes into it, but it's a hobby and I do it because I enjoy it. If mm -hmm. it ever gets to the point where I don't enjoy doing it anymore, then I'll just stop, I suppose. But I enjoy it. I say meeting like people, like whether it's other bloggers, whether it's people that, that run restaurants or run cafes, like meeting new people, like that was something that I never thought would would come for this and it's probably one of the best parts of it because it's really just expanded like your social circle and like seeing people going places and think oh I've not been there I'll need, I'll need to go there I, I, I still get excited when I see somebody posting about somewhere that I've not been that I want to go and I'm mm -hmm. like oh that looks amazing I need, I need to go and try that to me like as long as I, that happens I'll I'll just keep doing it and whatever happens with the page happens with the page it's never really been about yeah same like followers or whatever or free food or anything I say turn down more free food now than probably you should I should send it my way Chris. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll give them your Instagram and just say you're Derek you could have like a wee group just, of people that you, you send out Hi, you could be an agent for people like I just like loaning people out like I'm, I'm going to send some people in to try it for you yeah <laughs> see um, what response you get to that I've got 20 I, followers on Instagram <laughs> but I, it's just um, I, it was never really about that it was it was always about kind of trying new places and getting out of that habit of just going to the same restaurants all the time. Not quite managed that with Scran because I do seem to be in here most weekends, but uh, it was all about kind of breaking that and me and Kirsten kind of trying different places and finally working our way through the list that we weren't really getting to. So uh, as long as I'm, as long as there's, there's new places I can try and like new people to meet and things to do, I'm, I'll just kind of keep doing it. Carry on. Yeah. About yourself, Jess. Yeah. I get asked this all the time, honestly, and I don't know what the answer is. I think it's just <clears throat> same as Chris. I did it because I love it, and I want to keep posting the recipes as, for as long as I can. And I think a lot of people ask me to do a recipe book, um, and I think that is because a lot of people aren't really um, very good at Instagram. So I do have occasional messages saying, I would love to get this for my mum, or some people do message me that don't even have a profile pic and they probably have one follow and they're like, hi, um, are you gonna you know, do a recipe book soon? Because for old folk like me that can't use Instagram, and I'm like, oh, that would be a really good idea. And then I also have people asking all the time, would you open a restaurant? Would you? No, like that is just not for me at all. I enjoy cooking, but I don't enjoy cooking. Um, for the masses or under pressure, I just think, I just wouldn't enjoy that at all. I, yeah. 
I grew up with my mum owning a sandwich shop similar to this really and I did it with her for about four years and she was under a lot of stress. Um, she obviously enjoyed it and everyone loved it, but for me, it just put me off that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know where I want to take it. I just want to, like I say, like Chris, just carry on doing what I'm doing, see where it takes me and I'll take opportunities as and when they come up and I think they're suitable for me. But my main priority is my job and I have been working in this industry in fashion for a long time. I don't see myself leaving it anytime soon. So I The recipe know. book sounds a good one though. Yeah, I do think like an ebook or something. Um, I was thinking of doing one to raise money for Kilimanjaro because I'm climbing that in October. Um, and obviously I needed to put some money towards the charity, anything that sells. But Who are you doing it for? What I'm doing it for a charity called the Nasio Trust and it's based in Tanzania. It's for two communities and they basically um, get purified water for waterborne disease. It's the biggest cause of death there. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to climb for se seven days, five days up, two days down. And then I'm volunteering after for three days in either um, the water run or um, in a school there with my friend, also called Jess, back in Leicester. So we're not sure what we're going to do. So it's not just Jess, it's, it's two Jesses. It's two Jesses, <laughs> Jess and Jess. Um, <clears throat> I think I, I decided to do that because I'm 30 next year and I thought I wanted to do something really different. And I, a marathon just was not for me. That sort of thing doesn't cut it for me. So I thought I'd never been to Africa and I'd also love to do something that's quite challenging for me mentally and physically and also giving back. So for me, this was perfect. Um, people call me bonkers, but I do try and stay fit, but I, this is a different kind of level of mental. <laughs> but How are you training? What's your well, regime? Um, I go to a gym in Glasgow called Fly Fitness, which is brilliant. It's functional fitness, similar to CrossFit, but it's not CrossFit. Um, very high intensity, um, plyometric style training. And then I also do yoga and Pilates about two, three times a week now. That's quite new. I have been doing yoga a long time, but not to the extent I'm doing now. And then I also joined another gym, just pure gym in Motherwell, because they have the rotating stepper. Now, a lot of people would say you shouldn't train like that if you're doing um, something for a mountain. But when I climb it double step, I feel the exact same pain in my legs as I do when I'm doing a mountain. And obviously I have the luxury of living in Scotland. Um, unlike a lot of people that probably climb it, wouldn't be able to just go on the weekends and go to Loch Lomond and climb yeah. Bernan or whatever. So I do try and get out as much as I can, probably not as much as I have should really, but I will when the weather gets better and do a few of them. I'll tackle Ben Nevis before I go as well, for sure. I'm trying to work out how you're going to have time to do these recipes. Exactly, I don't know, this is too much for me. <laughs> they bag in Monroe's to do recipes. That's it. I know, so... Yeah, that's not until October though, so I've got a while, but I am I am taking it seriously. I am gonna I am really trying to push myself, but it is a lot. I have an intense job and then I try and keep up to fitness and then I have a few periods and a boyfriend to clean after, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Where can folk check these out then just before we round up? Where's the just to reiterate, is it just on Instagram? What's your pages? Have you got websites? I'm or? just Instagram at just Jess Food. Yeah, um I've well I've got various, but Instagram's really the one that I post everything on, so at Chris Eats Glasgow. Um, the website's a bit dysfunctional just now, I stopped using it. Is there anything in Glasgow you've not ate? Chris Eats Glasgow, is there anything you've not ate? Is there anything that you still want to try? There always will be. That, that's that's a good thing about the Glasgow food scene just now. There's always new places opening and kind of up places, even places that you've been to changing their menus. Do you know what I mean? So there's there's always something new and that's, that's kind of what I enjoy about it. 
off the top of my head, like really want to try Ranjit's Kitchen, which is actually a, a veggie or a vegan is it? curry place is in the south, south side. side. Yeah. I've seen um, it. Apparently it's, it's apparently amazing. It's amazing. Um, and I've not got around to that yet. Um, but yeah, I've still got a list of places for when I started that I've still not made it to because it's just, it's con it's actually probably got bigger, if anything, than, than when it was when I started mm -hmm. because I've started following more places and finding out about more places yeah. and it's, it's almost like a vicious circle. <laughs> it just keeps adding and adding. But there will always be something, so. I do think Glasgow is really lucky with the food you see. Like there is so many new places in like Southside, for example, so many independent cafes popping up and then you've got Finiston, loads of lovely restaurants and then the centre. I just think, because obviously I, was, I lived in London before here, so everything is so widespread. But then to find restaurants, places like Scran, you'd have to go down south. And I think, like Ballam area, Clapham. But I think with Glasgow, you've got everything in a 20 minute radius and then popping up all the time. So it's brilliant. Really lucky people are here living here. <laughs> I was very lucky. You are, yeah. you don't know it. <laughs> there we are. So uh, thanks very much to everyone that listened to this episode uh, of the DW podcast. Thanks very much to Chris uh, and the team at Scran for letting us film here. Most importantly, thanks to Jess and Chris uh, again for, for coming on. I hope that you've not listened to this after eating your dinner because I'm sure that you'll be wanting to go out and eat something else again. Uh, and my advice, if you're going to follow Jess and you're going to follow Chris, eat what Jess posts during the week. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the weekends, go on Chris's page and find yourself some when I'll be back. Good plan. Fair enough. Less Fair healthy. Enough. Uh, it's obviously working for me, as you can see. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, but yeah, thanks very much for tuning in. Again, you can uh, like us on Spotify, uh, Instagram's at, the D, at Derek Watson 89 uh, on iTunes at the DW Podcast uh, and please like and subscribe and thanks very much again for tuning in. Cheers. Bye.